0: On this week's Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast, we talk to the creative wizard over at Walking Tree Brewery. We talk all things beer, including why you need to make a visit over to the brewery. Give it a listen. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast, or should I say webcast? Yeah. I'm here with Brooke Malone, the creative wizard at Walking Tree Brewery, and we're here at Kilted Mermaid right downtown. And uh, thank you, Rick and Linda, for letting us shoot here. But, uh, Brooke, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. The first thing I want to bring up, because we're talking about a brewery in a bar, is what are we drinking here? What was this, a Ricciato or something? So, it is a Verdicchio from Italy. Okay, Verdicchio. Italiano. All right, you can get that here. Verdicchio. Verdicchio. Yeah. But you can also get... The straw hat from Walking Tree. Yeah, you can. Right here. Yeah, I killed it. Awesome, and it tastes great. Uh, I'm a light beer drinker, so that works. So, cheers, cheers. All right, so let's start this thing off the right way with a sip. All right, so uh, Walking Tree Brewery. You know, it's funny. Um, I just got a memory on my Facebook feed yesterday, the day before, from when I came and pulled headless nails out of uh, uh, wood from a reclaimed house. That is somewhere up around the doors. And you, did you and really? Were well, yeah, you yeah, on one of those teams? Yeah, but um, but I want to talk about how long you guys have been in business. How okay, long, so let's let's talk about the the beginning of Walking Tree.
1: So we just celebrated our sixth anniversary. Okay. Uh, our anniversary shindig was on July 26th this year. And we probably had four or five thousand people come through the door that day. We normally shut down the street and throw a big street party. All right. Um. So it was, it was wonderful. Did I say six? You said six. Yeah, I'm prepping for my sixth. I just put my sixth. It was my fifth. I just put my sixth on the calendar today. It's July 16th. Hey. So yeah. Um, It was the fifth anniversary.
0: So 2016 is when you opened up. Correct. I remember opening day, the very first day, it was, I don't know, 478 degrees outside. (laughs) And you guys were packed. And it seems like you were packed year in and year out. If you have not been to Walking Tree, it's in a massive building. Um, Let's talk about the building a little bit. Um, You guys have been in there five years. You guys took a building that's very old, that had had a million businesses in there, and you had to really renovate it. Um, let's talk about that. So what was in there before Walking Tree?
1: So it sat empty for a handful of years. Uh, The property is owned by the city of Arrow Beach. It sits on the Federal Aviation's property, the land. Um, It has been empty for... A substantial amount of time. I think it was about seven years before we got our hands on it. Brand Appliance was there for years on, on one side, and then Allied Roofing Supply was on the other side. It had been split down the middle with a firewall um, from the east and west direction. We actually pulled seventy thousand pounds of drywall out of there. 70,000 um, pounds of drywall, yeah, wow. To, to open that space up. Um, and we had to retrofit the center columns and replace them with the steel beams to kind of save save the building. It was starting to kind of cave in on itself. But the ceiling or the roof is 1945 original. It is um, concrete interlocking panels that really just needed to be propped back up because the Florida sun bakes the tar okay. into the cracks. So it it has, it almost kind of liquefies (laughs) a little bit, you know, as it gets hot. And once you put it back up, everything just kind of sealed back together. That's they used cr- to make things great back then.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> so, so from my understanding, this building was used as storage back during World War II, yeah. right? It was built. If you walk in from the
1: east loading dock through the the double roll up doors, and you look on the first truss up high, you can see a stamp on it, a military stamp. It's ten ten forty five, which was when the trusses were officially stamped by an engineer, a military engineer. They are um, Douglas fir. So that means they came, the wood came all the way from the West Coast. It would have been from, you know, British Columbia, Oregon, Washington State. Um, and th- that's that's still all original. So it was used as a supply warehouse for uh, the naval station that was here. And parts and pieces for a plane called the f F six Hellcat, which was a single
0: man fighter, okay? So you've reclaimed a lot of things in there. I've seen some old bars in there with Dodger stuff on it. I've seen, again, we were pulling nails out of some old wood. Uh, It's a really eclectic place. It's pretty, I mean, mean, kind of similar to Kilted Mermaid. When I look around here, it's an eclectic place. But but talk about um, the history of Vero Beach and the things, again, you've got a bar there that's probably... 20 feet long. It's got all sorts of Dodger stuff in there. What all do you have in there? So um, this is not a
1: license for anyone to come drop off things, but we have, it took us almost three and a half years to get the doors open when we signed a lease and started construction. Um, we did it all DIY. So we didn't have a whole lot of extra funds to to, to drop to get a contractor to come in and do all the work for us. Um, that's why you guys have memories of coming in <laughs> and pulling nails for pizza. That's um, right, pizza and beer. I yeah. mean, we'll work for beer, right? Yeah, right. Pizza and beer. People still will. Um, we have uh, uh, a family that came and dropped off the old bar from uh, Duke Snyder's bar, which is now Mulligan's at the Holiday Inn, and so that is a piece of the old bar that was there. And he was Duke Snyder was a, a Dodger, mm-hmm. and um, when he retired here, he opened his his bar. We have the beer that we've named after him. And uh, it's got a bunch of vintage baseball cards in it. My dad comes through and says, oh, my gosh, do you know what what that card's worth today? And I'm like, well, Dad, if you can get it out of the epoxy, it's it's yours. There's actually a card in there. If you hunt it down, you can find Bill Murray, like the actor. I don't know. I'm not into the sports ball, right. but he's, <laughs> he's, he's in there. And then um, we have our cypress table, which is a piece of sinker cypress that is basically permanently on loan to us from the Holman family that I found at the back of the Sunjet Center during an event. Um, I won't tell you why I was being nosy back there, but um, I just came across this giant tarp with something underneath it and pulled it open and saw this piece of wood, and we were immediately on it. And although he said we couldn't have it, it could stay with us uh, indefinitely. And it had been in the family for three generations. I guess his great-grandfather had, had asked um, Mr. Holman to never cut it. And so we 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 pulled that thing up. It's like 24 or 26 feet long. That's the long table yep. by the
0: restrooms, It right? is, okay. yeah,
1: 26 feet Long, four inches thick,
0: solid piece of of old growth sinker cypress. How did you get it from the airport over? I mean, I know that you guys are near the airport. Yeah. but you still got to get it across the
1: street. Small. Well, we had to get it to a mill oh. <laughs> and 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 get it milled, and then spent a lot of time working on it. I mean, sinker cy- cypress is filled with holes, right. so we had to do a lot of resin resin work on it, and yeah, it was. It was a lot of people carrying a lot of of, of geometry angles. But, uh, you can't just throw that in the back of the 150 You can't just throw it in the back yeah. of a pickup truck. Yeah, you know? 26
0: feet long. Um, so that's the building. I mean, there's a lot of cool things in there. Um, let's talk about the brewing. Um, how many tanks do you have? You walk in there, and it's like massive. How many tanks are back there? It's actually not. We're, <laughs> it looks massive. It does. We're,
1: we're at the beginning of where we want to be. Um, we originally brought in, um, four tanks, um, with a bright and, a, a, a three vessel system. We now have added a whirlpool and four more tanks and two bright tanks. Um, so we're growing, we've expanded. We just went through our, our third small expansion, mm-hmm. you know, adding a little bit here and a little bit there as, as we can afford it. Um, but Yeah. It's it's not where we want it to be. Eventually, that whole section of concrete there will be filled to the ceiling. The next tanks will be eighty barrels, which are twice as large as the last
0: ones we got, which are the the big forties. Okay. So we're we're excited. Awful. You've, you've also too many uh, straw hats. I think you've you just also, started. I know. And I'm three sips in. Um, you've also added a canning line. We did! That's pretty cool. Where can I buy cans of straw hat beer? So right now you can get them here at Kilted. I can get straw hat cans? You cannot get tree. you can't oh, okay. get
1: straw hat. All right, well, you can't, I'll get, drink you, it off you tap, can't get straw hat, but you should really try baby cakes. Baby cakes okay. just won uh GABF gold medal for the best oatmeal stout in the nation.
0: Wow. So, right. All right, so I'm gonna deter a little bit from the brewing. Let's talk about this. How do you win an award for the best? Oatmeal style in the nation what by being amazing. Well, obviously, but <laughs> who awards that? Who, who determines that? So that the, work?
1: the Great American Beer Festival—I can't even tell you how long it's been around. It's been around for for quite a while. It's normally in conjunction with the Craft Brewers Conference, and um, CBC is held in rotation um, through a number of large, you know, cities throughout the the the, the nation every year. It's basically a big beer festival. But it's also a great time to see vendors. I've never seen a trade show so large in my life where everything that has anything to do with with craft beer, you can buy it there. Um, At the same time, they host these awards. And you sit and everyone brings their beers in. And we watch all of our our homies and allies (laughs) and compatriots cheer each other on in, I don't know, 119 different categories, I think. Yeah, and uh, this year it was really interesting because we had four submissions. We we competed in IPA, which is, I mean, there were thousands of entries. I was going to say
0: IPA is the, is the is the you know flavor of the month or flavor of the last a, few. It's years, been a couple of years. It's but, still yeah. one of our,
1: our our best sellers. But you know, I think about these contests and think about being a judge, right? If you were to sit and you you're a BJCP judge, and you are judging a beer style, and you have to sit and drink it all day long, at what point can you? It's like can you even t- taste a difference? Are you swallowing it,
0: or are you just swishing it and spitting it out? Because after about the third one, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm, I don't know, they're all great." So uh,
1: I learned about the swishing and spitting thing. I'd seen that at um, some wine tastings with Linda and uh, from Kilted, and I didn't understand that, but now I know why.
0: Yeah, you'd be pretty fucked up <laughs> if you just drank wine or beer all day, right? Yeah.
1: So I think the 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 right thing to do is taste, swish, gargle, aerate, spit. You know, I. I'm not a BJCP judge. Maybe that's why. Yeah. But I, I can always, I can always. Um, maybe that will be my goal one day. But yeah. So you you think about it through that perspective and and realize that there's a portion of it that's a crapshoot. But I think even making it to the top tier and you get notes back, right? So um, even making it to that top tier means that that you're just kicking ass.
0: Yeah, you're and, pretty, you're,
1: you're pretty good. Right. And we <laughs> made it to the top tier basically on all of our beers. But for for baby cakes to come in with gold, which is really what got um, my husband and I convinced—actually, um, I'll own this. It, it convinced me that this is what he needed to be doing for a living. He started—he uh, made baby cakes for me. Uh, it was kind of a copycat of a beer that that I really enjoyed in craft beer. When I met him, I was—well, I was 50 pounds lighter and drinking vodka and sodas. <laughs>
0: But um, those two might have had something to do. Uh, yeah, I'm trying
1: to remember, I'm trying to remember the first beer. He's like, well, do you like beer? I'm like, oh, I don't like don't like beer, but I kind of like Guinness. And so that's where we started was drinking dark beers. And I found uh, one from a, an awesome brewery uh, um, up in Georgia. But it was really, really lactose heavy. And I'm like, I like this, but I don't want as much lactose in it. So he made baby cakes for me wow. and then just started winning awards and then started winning money with these contests and i was like "Ooh, you hate your job <laughs> you should do this so that's kind of that's kind of where it went and here we are we baby cakes has won some state medals it's gotten some national recognition actually florida took all three top medals really? for oatmeal stouts which is crazy
0: which yeah i don't for think of the oatmeal tropical, stout hot, in, yeah, florida. Yeah, in florida yeah i think of like yeah. a light Ale or something. I think of like Corona or something when I think of, you know, East Coast, South Florida. But three awards, huh? Yeah. Wow. All three. So let's talk a little bit about Mike and the brewing. Uh, this is uh, Mike is your husband. He's he's the head brewer, brewmaster. Mm-hmm. What do we call him? So, you're, you're the creative wizard. Is he the brew wizard? I
1: think the creative wizard is a great way to say I take care of all the things that don't require bookkeeping. Okay, um, and and <laughs> brewing. So and then he takes care of all the things that have to deal with finite numbers and 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 making the beer. All right. We have a, a wonderful team. There are um, a lot of people that work directly for him and I that we couldn't survive without. Um, but he is definitely the head brewer, and um, operations manager, and financial wizard. <laughs> He's, right. he's handling all of those things. We call it wizardry because we don't know what we're doing, so it's magic. So when did he start brewing beer? He actually was brewing about a year before we met. So he started home brewing out of some cheap kettles with a buddy of his in like 2008 or nine. Okay. Um, and then by the time I met him, he had started doing it a little more aggressively in his backyard. Okay. Um, and when I actually met him, he, he had a batch that had gone bad that I think... It wasn't bad. He was just learning some lessons. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and and it had actually blown up or something had happened, but he had him stored in his closet on the carpet. And I, <laughs> I, rem- I remember that. Um, but you know, he's he's not one for failure. Yeah. So he immediately figured out why, and what he was doing wrong. Joined a homebrew club, started brewing, making some contact, getting involved in some contests, and. Um, He's definitely got a, a mind for chemistry and a mind for science. And very, very mathematically like
0: meticulous. We did a tour over there at Walking Tree. I, it was a journalist tour or something like yeah. that. And uh, I don't know a couple months ago. And he, he was speaking Chinese to me. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. But he was going on and on, and I, I didn't know what he was talking about. But it was evident that he knew what he was talking about. And I'm like, I'm just gonna trust this guy. And the beer tastes good, and he seems to be doing a good job. So you apparently
1: <laughs> were acting very interested because he's learned it's, it's a little bit on the spectrum, you know, I'm like, Hey babe, when people start, you know, looking around a little bit, that's, that's your sign to to switch subjects. But if people are looking at him in eye contact, he will not stop. I think I was just trying
0: (laughs) to figure out what words he was saying because they sounded like they were English, but uh, I'd never heard them put together like that. So I'm not sure, but, uh, It was cool. It was really neat. And then he was talking about the different types of IPAs and how he uh, brews this and how he brews that. And this one's got to go for this many days and that one's got to go for that many days. And the wash. And I'm like, I don't know, man, this is some wild stuff here. And I I could never do it in a million years, but uh, I really appreciate what he does.
1: (laughs) You totally could. Anyone can. Um, It's just cooking.
0: Okay. So well, you, I can't
1: do that either. So. Oh well, then yeah, maybe you know, maybe you can't. Um, it really is just cooking, and um, I'll tell you, we've been we've been married for almost twelve years now, and the changes that I've seen in him just in the kitchen at our home since he's really mastered, um, what he's, what he's doing in the brew house, the amount of, of tools and things, you know, I can't even make a grilled cheese sandwich without him coming by with a temperature gauge and like shooting it. (laughs) Ah, you know, that needs to be six degrees higher, you know, but, uh, uh, yeah. So, um, he's, he's what, what we call in the industry, a, a purist, um, There's about a 50-50 split in the beer nerd community that really love the type of brewer that my husband is. And then there's another that love to have on the back uh, Burner, the kind of beer that my husband makes, but they're really into trendy fads. Gotcha. They want things that have um, have been hyper-fruited and, and saturated with flavors. And people are doing all kinds of crazy adjuncts and weird things to them and blending. And And Mike is is very, very much, um, I want to stick with the, the, the core ingredients. I want to use a malt. I want to use a hop. And I want to use water. And I want to create a flavor profile just out of those three ingredients. And that is what beer is. There's right. an old, the German purity law, the Rhein, oh man, Rheingebotstadt, I think it's called, <laughs> yeah. And it was put in place in, someone's, Google me, I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong, it was 15th century, a long time ago in Germany. It had something to do with kings and, and queens and the government trying to separate um, wheat from barley so that the wheat could be used to make bread. Instead of beer, because there wasn't enough of a, of the crop, people weren't eating; they were drinking instead. There wasn't enough of the crop wow. to make to make uh, bread.
0: So they made this rule, this, or this German law purity, said, purity okay. law that
1: that barley was the grain used in beer, okay, and that hops and water, basically, and then you know your yeasts, which mm-hmm. they didn't even understand right then, <laughs> um, were all were the only ingredients that go into beer. And then wheat
0: could be used for food. or Correct. And then
1: wheat was used for food. So um, he's very much into these classic styles where the flavor profile changes dynamically based off
0: of how that grain is roasted. So It's it's just like like, coffee. Right. So it's almost like, all right, I'm going to take this. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to work to perfection, right? Instead of Um, I'm gonna try this, I'm gonna try this, I'm gonna try this, I'm gonna try this, this, and then kind of throwing mud at the wall and seeing what sticks, right? I mean, that's...
1: So I think that he would laugh and agree with you here, but that's not a cool thing to say in the brewing industry. (laughs)
0: You
1: know, there are people out there that are doing things like putting, you know, Twix. That's what I'm saying is he would never do that. And candied cereal into there, but they have people that line up around the block that will pay, you know, $40 for a six pack or a four pack of, of these beers. That means you're running a good business, yeah. right? So I, we, did, we, I don't want to to negate or say anything poor about our brothers and sisters in the industry that are doing those things. He just doesn't have that in him. He is literally, oh, he's going to be so mad when he hears this. <laughs> he owns he owns one pair of shorts. <laughs> They're all the same.
0: By, gotcha. I mean, he owns more than one. No, I get it. He owns it's lots the exact of them. same. It's the type, exact
1: same right. pair. Right. Of shorts. And by the way, are you allowed to do like shout outs or whatever? Because sure. At Carhartt company, you discontinued his shorts. Carhartt, jump on it. This we is, a, those shorts this is a giant problem in my life. We're literally talking about altering pants right now so that his knife can be in the right spot. So, you know, it's Creature of habit. very much efficiency master. You know, right. he likes it this way. It works this way. And until you prove him wrong, he's right. And it's worked for him and he's, he's open, you know, people have proved him wrong a lot and sure. he adjusts, Right, but he finds what works well for him and he does it really well. Um, <laughs> and it's
0: made us a good team. I want to go back to the brew fests. Um, you were talking about how, how baby cakes won uh, the oatmeal stout of the, of the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a really cool brew fest here in Vero. Florida Craft We Fest do. in February. You guys are always a big part of that. Um, I'm assuming, I, I shouldn't, I guess. I should have probably talked to you before this, but you guys, I'm assuming will be in Yeah, yeah, we'll we are totally it. on board. Okay, great. Uh, let's talk about what it's like to be a part of a brew fest when you're here at home, as opposed to in Denver or wherever you have to go for the so <laughs> national awards.
1: So this is, this is the one of the, the most fun events that we do every year. We look forward to it so much. And I think it's because when when you show up at your home market And people are imbibing for a number of hours (laughs) Um, the levity. You know, I the gotcha. fun, the yeah. silly, the photos, the, the just, it just gets ridiculous. Everyone's lighthearted and having a great time. There's an energy and everyone knows who you are. Right. So, and then, you know, everyone, you're catching up with all of your friends. And that you're was kind of what I was getting yeah. at is
0: like all your friends, every, you know, you go out all to so, you know, somewhere in another part of the country and you might know five, 10 people, whoever you brought with you. But here, everybody loves walking through everybody's right. been there. Everybody's heard of you. Everybody's seen it. It's like, now you're partying with your friends. Yeah.
1: yeah, And it's a lot of them. And it's also other breweries. You know, I've been in a number of industries in my life. Um, some very, very professional, highly organized, um, intense, you know, from the software industry to high-end construction. And they've always been uber competitive. I mean, it's a competitive industry. We are businesses that are independent of each other. But I have to say the hospitality industry, restaurants, bars, and then moving into the, the beer industry is probably one of the most camaraderie-filled industries I've ever seen in my life. And when you get to go hang out with your other brewery friends and buddies, it's it's, it's great time. We all love each other. I mean, by and large, the brewing industry is a, a giant group of friends.
0: Love it. Love it. Um, uh, collaboration is the new competition. I've yeah. heard that before, and that's uh, that's kind of very, very much true, I guess, in I your like uh, in your that's industry. Brilliant. Yeah. I should yeah. steal that. There you go.
1: Anyone out there, you should steal
0: that. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're stealing it. You just you just borrow it for a little bit. Okay, but uh, but anyhow. Um, well, no, listen. I love Walking Tree again. I I helped pull nails out of the original wood that's around the doors over there. Um, I've been in there a million times. I think it's a really cool place. Well, really thanks. cool building. You guys brew great beer. Um, you're expanding. I mean, you're talking about getting new tanks. Anything else you want to add to the future of Walking Tree? Um, more tanks, more beers, more styles of beers, more. Yes, yeah. yes. all that. Yeah, all right. Yeah, events. Let's do all that. You guys, um, you guys hold events somewhat often out there, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know your annual, your your, your, your your anniversary, you always go wild. But so the
1: the event space mm-hmm. was not something that was on our business plan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we didn't even look at that space and think. That the nonprofits and the the um, the community organizations in this town would want to use our space, the way that they have, um, it wasn't something we ever anticipated. You know, our our vision statement is to be nationally recognized for crafting and sharing quality brands while staying community rooted, and we remind ourselves of that every day. And being active in the community and trying to make a space for people to participate in what was, you know, in the days before Prohibition, a community spot around a beer was a place where, you know, our nation's laws were hammered out. You know, the independence of our country was hammered out. Um, years and years in, in, in gosh, probably nations worldwide. Yeah. People have sat at, at a public house over a beer and discuss the future of their lives, um, their homes, their businesses, their nations, their countries. And and I think it's our objective is to give a an open space that's fair, um, that's non-judgmental, where you can come be who you are, grab a pint, have any kind of conversation you know you really want to have, be welcome, and then to see it cultivate into fundraisers and to see it turn into a place where you know, we're in a position now where we have to work on additional parking, right. in, in the city. We're actually working on that, and the city of Barrow Beach has been wonderful, making accommodations um, for this industry, which was new to them when when we signed on, um, and and changed an industrial space into a beverage, you know, manufacturing facility. But we're we're growing, and um, we've already we check that block on nationally recognized I think a, a gold medal nationally. Oh, baby cakes. yeah go yeah. baby cakes um, but crafting and, and, and sharing um, our community roots is is something that all communities can
0: can get on board with you mentioned the kudos to the city of Rio Beach you guys spearheaded a couple of law changes or a couple of rule changes or policy changes or something through the city yeah, well it was years ago when
1: we we changed the definition of an added definition of brewery on onto the city, and we've just kind of helped with um, the source, the dignity food trucks, um, changing the laws at planning and zoning for the city to allow food trucks, finally in the city. Um, yeah. Not that we were operating illegally or anything. Sure, <laughs> right,
0: right. No, I just think that it's cool that people think. Um, you know, when you say it's a bar or when you say it's a tap house, people think. I don't know, there, there might be a misconception that something's grungy or whatever. It's like, you guys are family-oriented. I see families in there. I bring my kids there all the time. You can bring dogs there. I mean, you guys are... You can't are, bring dogs. You can't bring dogs in. No, that's a health um, department thing. We're not sure. I've maybe, seen dogs, yeah. maybe outside.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe People, people the, come, they yeah. don't realize it because, by and large, the brewery industry is very dog-friendly, and and we try to start out that way, but we have some things on on the books in our, our county that... Okay, scratch that. You can't yeah. bring dogs. Sorry. But you can bring your family. We miss our dogs.
0: <laughs> but um, And then you talk about legislative change. I mean, you guys aren't just brewing beer. I mean, you are, you're, you're, I mean, this sounds crazy, but you're like changing lives. I mean, again, you're allowing families in. You're, 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 you're helping, like you said, with the food trucks. I mean, this is providing uh, money in pockets to the food truck operators and things like that. I mean, it's not just a bar. I mean, it really is a, a core part of the community now. Yeah, but a good pub and a good public house is always that way. Yeah. It should be that way. And that's what I'm saying is you guys are changing that misconception. You guys and again people have that misconception just because they've never been there (laughs) you're gonna make me cry (laughs) no i think you guys are doing a wonderful job i really really love what you guys have done um again i think that you've got a very bright future um the fact that i can go buy a walking tree in a can now
1: yeah Publix you can get them at Publix you can get them at Total Wine you can get them at a bunch of specialty places you know some of the smaller places um Kilted Mermaid's got you know if you reach over there right right behind you oh man
0: we have a national kilted winner. mermaids guy. Oh, yeah, oh, look at this. Baby cakes. I don't know which. Uh, there you go. Baby can going to have to that camera. There I guess. it is. It, or, or that one. That's the know. best stout in the nation. Which one, which one we're on, but uh, yeah. Look at that. And we appreciate it. You know, kilted from, mermaid. All from out of a garage. Kilted
1: <laughs> mermaid has been been one of our number one craft accounts um, since we opened, and and I, I have to tell you a story. So. We, Mike, and I started a business plan for um, this brewery in 2012, maybe 11, end of 11. It took us a year to figure out how we were going to do this and, and find some people to get on our team. And then, you know, it was going to be hey, we found this, it's gonna, we'll be open in a year and a half. Three and a half <laughs> years later, Mike and I are selling artwork, you know, in the alley here at this restaurant, on the side of the road, at different alley events, just trying to make things happen. But we can remember when we had a pretty significant um, SBA delay. You know, government. That's sure. what we're doing. Yep. It's a you know, small business loan. And we had a, a pretty significant business delay that actually one of our, our, our senators here in this state, through some friends of ours, friends that we met opening a brewery, helped get pushed down the table because it was sitting in Washington, D.C. And I remember us sitting right at the corner of, of this bar. I am in tears. I think we had like, I think we had like $3,000 left in the bank. That was it. And, and it was, are we going to make it? And we had devoted everything that we have and, and Linda and Rick, you know, God bless them. They're like, here, this, ta- this drink's on us. I <laughs> can't even tell you how many times they're like, it's okay, here, have a glass of wine. Um, they really got us through because they'd lived this life once before. Right. They'd opened their own place. They'd done this. They had the business smarts and the know-how and, and, and had, had walked us and, and held us through the you're going to make it. And then between our business partners and this community, the fact that we're where we're at, I still just don't. I look at it sometimes, and
0: I'm like, "Wow." I always say, "Good bis- good businesses find a way to stay in business," and I think you guys have done a great job. Oh, sweet! So, and big shout out to Rick and Linda again for letting us for letting us record here, and for every all the help apparently that they've given you guys. Yeah. It's yeah, amazing. for sure. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, that's all I had. I wanted to talk about the the brewery. I wanted to talk about the the past, the present, and the future, and all the great things that you guys are doing. Is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, you f- you almost finished your whole almost, beer. Yeah, half an hour. That's, that's about my pace. Not one so every bad. Half hour. Yeah.
1: Not so bad. <laughs> I'll
0: be I having think, another one after this is over. Thank by the way. you so
1: much for having me. This was this was fun. Oh,
0: you're welcome. We actually recorded a podcast at your place a while back with Rob McCallum, a, a realtor with Exit Right Realty. So oh, that's thank right. you guys for letting us do that there. And yeah, um, no problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, just thank you all for being a great, uh, a great, a, a great public house to uh, have conversations and for coming here and having this conversation with me. You're welcome. Awesome. Thanks, and stay rooted out there. Yes, yeah, I like that too. Stay yeah, rooted. awesome. Well, that's gonna do it from us. And uh, Brooke, thank you very much, Creative Wizard, Walking Tree Brewery. Cheers.